0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Like someone said, shoot for a star. You may hit the moon, but it's better than shooting for nothing and getting it. So the intent of what Jesus is focusing on here is that when the kingdom has come, it's possible that things can be in this earth the same as it is in heaven. In other words, you can have a little bit of heaven here on earth. You know, we sing those old songs, and they're good songs, all right, but sometimes it got the wrong message over to us. When we all get to heaven, won't it be wonderful then? You know, well, that's true. It'll be wonderful when you get to heaven, but what about the here and now? That's great that we're going to have rewards when we get to heaven, but we've got to pay the light bill. And you've got to be able to meet your obligations here on earth. So the gospel of the kingdom is more than just looking for something in heaven. It is what is available in the provisions that the kingdom of God makes available here on earth today. So when Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom, he taught some things that not many people today believe at all. That when the kingdom comes, it's possible that it can be on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I made a statement that I know that raised a few eyebrows, that it is the will of God for it to be today as it is in heaven. That is the will of God. Now, somebody said, Brother Caps, if that were true, then it would be that way. Oh, no. It doesn't happen just because it's the will of God. Is it God's will that any perish? No, it can't be because it's not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Are there any perishing? Yeah, multitudes of perishing. Was it God's will for Adam to sin and eat of the tree of knowledge of blessing and calamity? No, but he did, didn't he? So just because it's the will of God does not mean it's going to take place. You have a decision to make. And by the way, I started out to tell you this and I forgot it. Let's pick up on it here. The reason the Bible is written the way it is where it can be taken two different directions and both of them are opposite of each other is because of what Adam chose in the garden. He chose the knowledge of blessing and calamity. If you receive the word of God in the context and the intent of which it was written, it is always a blessing. If you receive it on the opposite end, the negative end, without spiritual discernment, it is always calamity and trouble. For instance, the Bible says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. If you decide to go by the be saved route, (laughs) you'll be blessed. If you decide to not believe, you'll be damned. It's blessing and curse. Now, you can believe what Jesus said, or you can operate on the negative end of the gospel. Refusing to acknowledge the intent is turning your back on the gospel and taking the opposite end. See, there's always a reciprocal truth to every truth. There's always an opposite end to it. For instance, the Bible says that faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. A great truth. But the opposite end of that is that faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. That's why it's so important to say what God said instead of what the devil said. If faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, faith is the substance of things desired, right? Then the opposite end of that is that fear, which is an opposite force of faith, Is the substance of things not desired. So when you fear a thing, it will come upon you. Job proved that to be true. He said the thing he greatly feared came upon him. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. But if you go by what some people do with the Bible and take the negative side of it, then you'll be crippled in life because of a lack of knowledge. Well, yes, but the Bible says, Job said the Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So the Lord may take away everything you own. Well, it's true Job said that, but what Job said was certainly not true. You understand what I'm saying? Go back to the intent and find out what Job was experiencing. You see, under the old covenant, they believed that everything that happened came from God. And that's the way the Old Testament was written. Besides that, there was no verb in the Hebrew that would show uh, allowing sense, so that it was translated in the causative sense. But Job really believed what he said, but what he believed was not true. See, he couldn't read the first chapter. Of Job and find out the devil did he? <laughs> but you and I can, so we don't have an excuse. Then somebody said, yeah, but you see that the last verse there in the the first chapter says, in all this he sinned not to charge God foolishly. Up to that point he hadn't. But after chapter 1, there was 84 different false accusations that Job brought against God. But you see, you can take the thing that teaches victory and teach defeat out of it. Now see, Job said, The Lord hath given, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But you see, it was not true what Job said. He thought it was true. He was honest. He was right in his heart, but he's wrong in his head. He was sincere. The Bible says he was a perfect and upright man. The word perfect there in the Hebrew simply means sincere. He was sincere, all right, but he's sincerely wrong. There's a lot of people today sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. They sincerely believe that God takes away from them. I had a lady come to my book table one time in one of Brother Copeland's meetings, and I'd been teaching that morning, and I said, God's not your problem, the devil is, and God's not giving you sickness or causing car wrecks and all that, and she was in a wheelchair, and she challenged me. She said, I know God made me have this car wreck. I said, no, He didn't. God didn't make you have a car wreck. Oh, yeah, no, He did. I said, what makes you think He did? Well, she said, because, you see, if I wasn't crippled, I'd have to work. And I'm writing this book, and God wants me to write this book. I was afraid to ask her what the title of the book was. But I'm guarantee you it was on suffering. Well, I kept telling her what the Word said, and she kept telling me what she believed. And I just kept telling her what the Word said, and she tuned up and bawled a little bit. And, you know, I was trying to be as nice as I could, but there's no need of backing off the Word. And she kind of left in a huff. And the next meeting they had, Jerry Savelle was teaching. And the first thing I knew, I, I was out talking to some people at the book table. And I heard a roar go up inside. And I asked somebody what was going on. They said, well, there's some lady, when Jerry was telling them to act on their faith, and got up and pushed her wheelchair down front. And it was this lady that was at my book table. See, she was crippled in life because of what she believed. She believed that God did it to her. Well, how in a world are you going to believe God to get healed if you believe God did it to you? Now see, she was right in her heart, but she's wrong in her head. And she was crippled in life, literally crippled in life. A lot of people crippled in their prayer life because they don't know that it's the will of God for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. That is the will of God, regardless of whether it ever gets that way or not. In your part of the earth, it is the will of God that it be on earth the same as it is in heaven. Now the problem is, there's an outlaw spirit in this earth called Satan that's out to make it hell on earth for you. And he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But this is the will of God. And if you can ever get a hold of that and get people to believe that, it'll change their attitude in life. And it'll give you faith in what you pray. Because God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you to be in health in this earth. Just ask yourself, is it God's will for you to be healthy when you get to heaven? Well, certainly it is. Well, that's the will of God for the earth. Whether you ever attain to it here or not, you ought to shoot for it. That is the will of God. Now, let me prove the intent of that. John, in Revelation, said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Heard a great voice out of heaven saying, The tabernacle of God is with men. It was the New Jerusalem coming down from heaven. And did you notice what he said it was? He said, Come and I'll show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. You know, I get amused at people talking about, we're the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. The New Jerusalem is. I know I may have opened a keg of nails, but we all just stay with the word now. The New Jerusalem is the bride. And what John saw was God moving heaven to earth. Now, let me ask you something if it wasn't the will of God for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven, why is it going to turn out that way? That's been God's intention from the time He created this planet, for it to be a duplication of heaven itself. But you see, because Adam chose blessing and calamity, it hadn't been that way. You can still choose blessing and calamity today depending on how you choose to believe the Word of God. If you take the Word of God in its intent and context, it will always be blessing. If you take it out of context with the wrong intent, you can preach calamity from it. And I've heard people do it time and time and time again. And get people to believe in that you're more pious, you're more blessed, and you'll have greater rewards if you suffer through this life and have nothing. It's a lie of the devil. We need to know what God's will is for this planet. It is God's will for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Now you see people with bumper stickers, and pardon me if I get your favorite bumper sticker. It says, the Lord has everything under control. Well, no, he doesn't have everything under control in this earth. He has everything under control in the kingdom of God. But if he has everything under control in this earth, he's really got it in a mess. No, God's not controlling this earth. Satan is the god of this world. Now the Christians are put here, the body of Christ is here to bring this thing under control. Subdue it and have dominion over it. That is the will of God for this planet. God said that to Adam in the beginning. Subdue the earth and have dominion over it. Over the fish of the sea, the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. Subdue it, have dominion over it. If it gets out of line, you put it back in line. Don't call me, I'll call you and see what you did with it. God gave us dominion. We ought to exercise our dominion on this planet. It is His will that it be on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the broadcast as we've taught about the intent of the Word. Now, before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you all of this week that our CD offer will be CD offer number 7221. That's 7221. It's entitled, God's Image of You. 2 CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling a total of $19. God's image of you. What kind of image do you have of yourself? You know, in the sales world, they've known for years that the self-image determines what you will accomplish. And if you don't understand God's image of you, you're never going to have the right image of yourself. James chapter 2, listen to what James says. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds." In other words, you could read in the Word of God, which is a mirror, it reflects what the Word says you are, You could read it, get excited about it, but go out and face the circumstances of life and get depressed and begin to say, well, it doesn't matter what I do, nothing works out anyway, or nothing ever works out for me. And the Bible says you're more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. John said, you have overcome the wicked one, or the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So when you go out and face the circumstances of life, don't forget what the Word said. That's why we should meditate the Word and dwell upon it. That's offer number 7221, God's image of you. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one, Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.